and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 109. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanitsky. Hello, sir. Hey, it's Monday it again. Is yeah, we no, are. Normally, it's not Monday in this schedule. Podcast. Our schedule gets wonkier and wonkier as time goes on. But I'm gonna blame summer, and I am gonna take secondary, slightly smaller blame myself. So yeah, no, it's fine. We, I was <laughs> busy too. Exactly. Why is it that every podcast or every car show happens exactly when our podcast is being? recorded uh i don't know it's probably our fault for picking this like in time it's but... exclusively saturday noon to three it's like when every car show is but hey sometimes 11 to 1 but even we still record on yeah. mondays i get to make giant pasta dishes yeah right now sure. i think i think monday I, i'm kind of okay with this whole monday <laughs> gig here it's not it's not bad i mean the, the only reason why i was like not looking forward to coming down here is just because i left work like two hours late so traffic was worse yeah yeah dude Tell me about it, because I totally, every day of my life, deal with that exact commute forever. I could not do that. I would not do that. It is awful. Actually, to be honest, it's not that bad. Because actually, I find the traffic cathartic, because I need like a solid half hour to like just cool out and like not be around people. So I'm just sitting in my van, listening to Kai Rizdahl in the AC, watching people be mad. Well, Hoping I don't get rear-ended. Weird. I, I didn't put this in the episode notes, but I, I don't have a copy of it here either. Crap. But my my NPR thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were on NPR. Hey, uh, before we get to NPR, I want to talk about something that NPR also does okay. where they have sustaining members. And you know what Patreon is? <laughs> Patreon is the sustaining membership. It makes this wonderful programming possible. That was the best segue we've ever had on Carbitrage. <laughs> Props. We, uh, we should do... You know how I've got that giant NPR mug that blatantly says member across the bottom? Yeah, you should totally bring that We here. should have Carbitrage and you know what? member I, it, Peter told me about that uh, dr- that dropship like, print, like, print-on-demand service. We should totally make... Uh, is that not like Redbubble or is that something else? It's, it's like Redbubble, like way better on our end okay because um, Redbubble is insanely expensive yeah they take a bit of a chunk oh a huge chunk um and i have a red bubble i've sold like several stickers i've made a whopping three dollars and 15 cents in like over a year and i've sold like 30 stickers like, we have i mean we have a few pat- patrons we, we do. I think we, we rake in like a whopping net, like 12 bucks a month maybe. Yeah, which, which is fine. It, yeah. That does help. And it, it pays for the hosting, which is really what I'm after. I'm yeah. not really expecting to uh, recoup the cost of the equipment or the beer. Well, that's, someday, that's, maybe. that's what I'd like to do. You know, It's just like stuff like that. And plus, like the, the if we can get more subscribers, more Patreons, you know, we can start giving them things back instead of just taking. And I really want to give back to them. We're still planning to get back and, at a and, ton of time. And furthermore, that will also make it way easier for us to put on put out better quality content. I don't think that's really going to vary it from my perspective. <laughs> well, from from me at least, because I do a lot more traveling. But we will be appreciative. Like if I can afford to get myself my own iPad and recording equipment when I go out to like California and stuff, and I can like interview people and get more interesting people on the podcast, because it'd be like cool to have like Valentino Balboni or like anybody like a homeless guy in like like That's los a, angeles an odd person to just pick out of the blue but i yeah he would be a great interview well i i note that uh overcrest they had they had him and i'm like i can't compete with that but then i listen to their podcast i'm like wait they're a totally different format than we are so yep 
Yeah, like are not even competitors. I just I refuse to do like phoned in interviews. Yeah. I just I, I cannot stand listening to it, even if it's the person I care most about in the world. Yeah, you hate phones. It sounds like dog shit. Yeah, it does, but it's fine. You get used to it. No. But anyway, well, I mean, I think maybe a Skype like video call or something might be a little bit better. But anyway, well, the way to do it is just to ship them an audio recorder or interview somebody that has good quality audio recording equipment, and then Skype, but you're not listening to the Skype. And then record on both ends. Exactly. Uh, now, uh, that was you very can good subs- pasta. Thank you, Jenna. You can Jana. subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe it's- to Patreon on Cookie Pasta. And that's quite the stretch. That is, well, that's I mean, the hundred dollar a month mark. <laughs> is Jana Cooksey dinner, which is really good. <laughs> so, um, what what is the uh, what what is our URL for Patreon? Is it Patreon slash Carbitrage? It is patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. C-A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. Yes, it is. Boom. All right. So. Now that we've shilled enough, we, first story. Yes, first story. Uh, we were both gone uh, over the weekend. Yep. You were in hell, and I was uh, in Back to the 80s, the car show. Not in the 80s, but at Back to the 80s. Um, I mean, that setup isn't something I fully agree with, but okay. Well, you were, you were in... Missouri. I was in a bad place of the world, but I was doing epic things there. You're, you were doing the best you could in a terrible place. I went there on purpose. I know. <laughs> so did Odysseus. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but anyway, I think I fared better. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it didn't take you 40 years to get back. No, no, it didn't. I it, was in an M5, and it was all well. Yeah, all is well when you're in, a, when you're in an M5, unless you're getting divorced. Uh, now, wow, um, that was really dark. <laughs> well, I, if, what, what was Missouri like for the honestly? Waffle House? Uh, well, the entire drive is awful. The whole it, thing, it's the worst thing in the world. W, yeah. it's just I hate it. Interstate I hate 35. It. I really hate it. But once you get into Kansas City, Missouri proper, actually, kind of, a, it's a lovely city to spend a day in. Yeah, it is. That's it. It's yeah. a day. Not more than that. There was a vintage car show I didn't go to in town, which is fine. Because I wasn't there to right. get you guys to go. I'm like, it looked like an interesting venue and all that. But no, I hit up a Waffle House for breakfast. Then we went down to the uh, Motorplex subsidy place just called uh, Stonegate. Yeah. No car show this time because they moved their cars and coffee, too, to a church parking lot. Oh. Which is a terrible idea. That sounds... That, they actually went up to Minnesota Cars and Coffee. Yeah. That, that's worse. It is worse. Casino. It is worse. Yep. <laughs> and then after that, we went to the uh, the Joe's Gas Station barbecue. And we got a bunch of barbecue to go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Well, that's, that's why I go around. to that Waffle House because there's one in like Illinois, which is like a way better drive. Yeah, uh, but but it's, they it's don't way... have they don't have a Krispy Kreme nearby. It's not actually that. It's the fact that even though it's the same distance to Illinois, it's like two hours faster to go down 35. Yeah, to but Il- yeah, but Wisconsin's a way better looking state. It is, but I don't care about that. I it makes. That, this that, whole trip is done in a day. So we left at true. 4 a.m. and we true. got back at 8.30 p.m. And we like we were fine. Like We didn't drive oh, okay, especially good. quickly. Yeah, we didn't rush when we were down in Missouri. Last time we went, we were like, we left at 2 a.m. We got back at like... We left at 4 no, last we, year. And, well, Jan woke me up at like 2 or something. Yeah. Like something, something awful like that. I can't well, do that. Well, because we had to, we don't do two drive anymore. to St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm just, I, I'm not physically equipped. That's all right. Even Scott slept through his alarm this year and missed it. Good. Oh, no. I'm not alone. <laughs> um, but well, anyway, no, it was a lovely drive. The M5 did great. It was, it was nothing good. broke? Nope. Did 22.6 MPG. Did Peter go broke. with you? No. Oh. It was uh, Corey and then Andrew. Oh, okay. So we just carpooled. 
Oh, fun. Met up in Ohatana. He just parked his car. We took the M5. Perfect. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, it worked well. So I would have joined you guys, but I had to babysit that night. So yes. Next year. Oh, it's God. fine. I was <laughs> gonna drive alone if nobody else wanted to go. So when she, when she was babysitting, I had to. Um, I, w- I went over to Trig, or or, or podcast guest yeah, Trig. He's been on before. House. Yeah, I went over to his house and uh, his roommate Aaron and his girlfriend Ella. Ella, you know, from high school. Mm. You, you, were, you remember her? I probably she, do. I'd have, like, have to dig she, out she was friends. Like, she was friends with like Tina Rob and all, the, and like Anna and What's everybody. What's her last name? Schofield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh Ellie. I think she went by Ellie Ella, in high no, school. She, she went by Ella in high school. Now really? And now she just lengthened it to Ellen. Her no. real name. I maybe I don't know this person. I, yeah, you do. Uh, if you saw her, I'll you would know. Google her. it he, on he Facebook. He keeps coming up to people and being like, "You know this person." You do. You all know this person. What's wrong with you people? I'm sorry. At least I remember you, Ellen. Uh, but anyway, so we went over to her house, and um, yeah, we're all having a good time. We're celebrating uh, Butter's birthday. It's his birthday. Uh, and me and Andrew Chase and Trigger are all sitting down, and Aaron comes up and goes, oh, good, everyone's here. And me and Chase go, nope, 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 nope. He goes, so I got this 500-pound gun safe, and Trig just cooked you guys dinner? And we're like, no. And he goes, I need it in the house. I'm like, <laughs> you got duped sucker oh, that was awful i thought i was gonna go there for a good time instead i had to move a gun safe but yeah it makes sense why he has that trig has i think trig has the world supply of like old man lever rifles those like lever action that man like, was born lives in and will die in the 18th or 19th century 19th yeah yeah century. oh no no he, he was he lives entirely within the golden the gilded age i don't recognize this person oh okay well anyway searched her um, so <laughs> yeah, I remember their house. Ellen does a great job. A house so yeah, like Aaron's house is like in Trig's house. I've never seen a house that clean. It's like Ikea showroom clean. It's like a fight club, whatever the guy's name is. House clean. Yeah. It's their apartment or whatever. It, it's it, yeah. No, they, they have a, they have a house, but it's like, I know. Yeah. you go in there and like, it looks like a model of a house. It doesn't look like a real house. It's like nobody could possibly live. Yeah, nobody lives like this. Like, how do you do that? Like, I I, I walk in and I create a mess. And then Jana comes in and tips over everything. Hey. It's already messy. It's fine. Yeah, it's already already ruined. But uh, yeah, so that happened after Back to the 80s. And now I came back to what my topic was. Um, Back to the 80s was awesome. I love was a, love. We had a fourteen-minute lead-in. <laughs> no, <laughs> to back to it's, like, it's like listening to the smoking tire. Yeah, well, that's true. You fast Except forward twenty-three of, minutes. Yeah, ads for now defunct coffee companies and things like that. We just ramble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is effectively what his ads are. Yep, basically. Um, I appreciate the puts them in the front. Yes, it's really nice. Instead of having it in the cool. middle, uh, it's a lot better than anybody else. Or like Adam Carolla's carcass, where Adam Carolla just like name drops like. Forza Horizon Three and the Lamborghini Huracan for like an entire season. So anyway, how about this back? To sorry, the 80s sorry, show? sorry. I'm talking trash <laughs> at every one of my favorite podcasts. Um, yeah, so no, Back to the 80s was really awesome. I was really, really surprised in how good it was. Because I probably would, explain what it is to the people that don't live in Minnesota. It's like Radwood Light. Okay. So imagine Radwood, but we don't have it, so we made our own, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Um, I like the fact that it looks like it's growing. It really is. It's they're in their fourth year. Sounds right. I think. Um, 
I went to the first one, did not go to the second or third. Because the second one I didn't want to, and the third I was actually busy. I went to Waffle House for the third one. Um, but no, the first one was, it was all right. It was it, it was sparse. Was that the one that was in the Blaine Performance Center yes. or whatever? Yeah, the first two years. Also happened during Back to the 50s, which was a terrible decision. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Because I remember I, specifically I missed a day of it, and I like totally regret. So what it. did you see at this show? Um, a lot of really cool stuff, actually, and not was it from the eighties. Yes, a Suzuki Alto. Ooh, yeah. No, it wasn't just a bunch. You would expect it, like eighties era car show in the Midwest, to be just C four Corvettes, G bodies, and like I don't know. There's a lot Fox of interesting bodies. weird crap here. Yeah, well, that's exactly what there was. It huh. was it was a it, it was like going through Bring a Trailer from like. It, you just have a filter like 1978 to 1993, or just cars under 10 grand. Before yeah, basically. Before we fly off track, I've got a cute story about back to the 80s. Yes. So the Suzuki Alto is like has Hello Kitty vinyl. All oh yeah, over. I yes, love that the car. Hello Kitty Atasha <laughs> one. And it's really the cute tires are hilariously like, It's the tiny. same pink as my laptop, mm-hmm. and like this laptop has pictures of it from when it was on Craigslist like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, that color pink. I we we that are like color pink. <laughs> we are going into Chicago to visit some family and do something else and we are looking at cars around the Chicago area and I found this beautiful Hello Kitty Suzuki Alto but I was like I don't really want a daily a K car like that just doesn't make sense for my lifestyle like it would be fun to have one but I can't daily it can't so. squeeze a GPR in that thing yeah so I was well, like well you can but more like if something breaks and you're kind of screwed for like yeah, and I, two I, weeks no the GPR is bigger than the car um but yeah so I it just Giant's I really coming. wanted to I've, I've seen the GPR it's not that you can fit you can take everything out of that car and you'll fit the GPR in yeah it. everything yeah you have to car. gut the rear of it but yeah anyway. anywho <laughs> continuing on no John we're so, not drunk. We know it's not Saturday. <laughs> so I, like, you know, I had to make the hard choice of leaving it in Chicago, and I was like, oh, some 16-year-old girl's going to really fuck this up. <laughs> and then a couple years later, it popped up, and all my friends called me, and they're like, Jana, have you seen this car? And I was like, what car? And like, yes, like, but not recently. It's a Suzuki Alto, and it's got Hello Kitty all over it. And I was like, oh, my God. No way. I know that car. And a lovely gentleman in North Dakota bought the car after it, it traveled the country going to dealership to dealership. Yeah, it's super weird sold. to All these, have that car at a dealership. Well, yeah. not dealership, but JDM importers. Like, oh, it just you. bounced between inventories. Yeah, so, and then this guy bought it, and now he brings it to a lot of Minnesota car shows. And so it's funny, so I was talking to some friends we met at the show about the Suzuki, because obviously mm-hmm. I know a lot about it. And so was, You've like, got the provenance that nobody else does. Yes, so I was telling them all about it, and then I was like, oh, I don't know all the engine specs, because I can't remember it. It's also, like, 2 in the afternoon, I'm done with the day, so let's let's talk to them. And so they talked to him, and then this little girl comes up as I was, like, walking away and, like, pokes me on the butt vigorously, and I was, like, uh. I was, like whipped around, and she goes, do you own this car? <laughs> and I was like, 
I wish. wish. <laughs> and I was like, I don't own it, but that's the owner right there. And she was like freaking out and like assumed I owned the car even after I told her I didn't. And I was like, I'm glad that a stranger just runs up to me assuming that this it is, is a my very car. Jana car. It is. I've never seen. A, had, I've like, never seen a more Jana car. Yeah, and then I had like five of my friends go, "You own the Suzuki, right?" And then like I, I wish like Ro- the known. guy's name is Robert. Yeah, uh, Robert, Robert Coral. Yeah, he's um, he's really fun. But yeah, actually, so, J- Jana. Well, Oh, I'll let you finish because his whole car collection is all you. Yeah, but yeah, so I thought it was funny that not only did my friends think I should own this car, but strangers also as Mm -hmm. well. They see me and they go, ah, she needs a There are certain cars, like the X90 and the Alto and the pre-war whatever thingy, tiny thing. So Robert owns a Alto, a X90, an Autech Skyline sedan, which is like crazy rare, and then a tow truck for all of them. It's probably wise. Yeah. I have a AAA membership, but that's fine. All right, what was your favorite car back to the 80s? Because um, I have an answer to this. I was tied between, okay. actually, it was a three way tie. It was a Pontiac Tojan. Okay. Which is, that, that's a F body. It was yep, designed to fight Ferraris. Yep. Um, there was a Chevy Sprint Turbo. Weird. Which was a three cylinder turbocharged. Didn't well, know that was a three-cylinder. Yeah, it was a three-cylinder turbocharged, a little like hot hatch, uh, made seventy horsepower. It actually had like the exact same specs as a Mitsubishi Mirage, today. <laughs> uh, which would have actually been kind of cool in like nineteen eighty-seven. It was very light, so yeah, it weighed actually almost to the pound, the exact same weight as a Mirage. Interesting. With the same horsepower and torque, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it had the smallest intercooler I've ever seen with my like in my life. I'm. I'm I'm gonna put it on the Carbitrage website. I'm putting together all the paper or all the stuff on. But I had um, who, did I have, who did I have? I had one of our friends put his hand. Oh, I had Josh uh, Stillwell gotcha. put his hand next to the intercooler mm-hmm. for a size comparison, and his hand was bigger than the intercooler. And Josh it's doesn't have, even worth it. It it, it worked. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, it helped. But, um, yeah, Josh is like, he doesn't have the biggest hands in the world. He's got very normal-sized hands. Uh, but, yeah, it was that. But, no, my, my number one was a 1987 Toyota Camry wagon. wagon. Yep, that's my favorite. It was beige. beige with a brown pinstripe and a tan interior. Yep. And uh, Darren Brooke, who I really want to get on the podcast where he moves to Seattle, uh, said, that is profoundly beige. This car is the essence of the color beige. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like avant-garde. It's like yeah. that uh, Toyota Tacoma beige that they do now. Yeah. Like the really flat. Prosthetic limb tan. Yeah, yeah it's, it was, it's it was, hearing aid beige, prosthetic limb tan. Yeah, it, it was yeah. definitely like tan. It that was, was actually a really beigey, tanny show. Yeah. Yeah. There it was, was amazing. John was sending me pictures of all the BMWs, and they were yeah, all, all bronze. It, yeah, they're all, everything was beige. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know there were this many beige BMWs. Every, every car you could sum up ninety three. All tan interior too, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, ninety three percent of that show could be summed up in the color beige, red, black. Or white. Back to the beige D's. Yeah, exactly. Beige, red, black. It or was white. really funny because Ryan posted a picture of this beige car, this beige wagon on Facebook, and his uncle immediately goes, "I don't like it." Yeah. And I I lost my shit because like my, my uncle. Well, how could you hate that? Well, my uncle Dale also owns a C3 Corvette. Well, yeah. His name he, is Dale. Well, yeah, he owns a C3 Corvette that he's. Fully restored to be perfectly stock. It is a 1978, so don't get too excited. I wasn't excited to begin with. All C3 vets are garbage. But uh, 
Yeah, it was, it's a 73, and he wears jorts with uh, tall white socks. So like, he's the quintessential Corvette guy. Anyway. Yeah, and he's also Former divorced. Former Chicago so it's PD. Like, yeah, so. yeah, like he's like, if there was ever a person that Corvette was made for, is him. But yeah, no, there's... Uh, Damn it, Dale. There's a lot of re- really cool stuff that do with the Vixen. Brought his Vixen out. Craig. Yep, Craig. Um, just about every G-body in the world was there. Um, Great. A lot of C4s. But, I mean, that's the thing. Is, like, they were kind of <laughs> spread out, and they didn't, like, they didn't overwhelm the show. Uh, the, I think there might have been as many A60 Celicas and Celica Supras as there were Corvettes and G-bodies. Good. That is the balance that this universe needs. And so this is the thing that's interesting, is the quote-unquote cool cars from the 80s, nobody cared about. Nobody was there to look at them. And it was all the, like... Millennial cars, so the V20 Camrys and the Chevy Sprint and the Celica Supras, the Tommy Kyra R32. That was pretty sweet. The best CA6 I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Was we... the uh, the Camry had to have been a three SFE, right? Eighty-seven. Yeah. They didn't five, have a V6. It yet? was a five SFE. Mm, they were they were two liters all the way through the end of that generation. Okay, then yeah. it was a three SFE. Yeah, it was a three SFE. You're right. I, I think the 5 SFE came in at the third gen camera. Yeah, it was. But yeah, the CA Accord was really cool. That this, one is flawless. This yeah. guy, his uncle bought it brand new, <clears throat> and then his grandpa bought it from his uncle, and then his grandma was like, hey, do you want your grandpa's Accord? I love that that, sh- like, okay, so back to the 80s here versus, like, a Radwood in the parts of the country where they don't get rust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I bet it's a completely different mindset going into that. Because, oh, yes. like, when I was... Last weekend, I was down in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and like there was just like a green mint, like pre CB four door Accord driving down the highway. It was just like people that clearly like, oh. don't care about the car at all, and it was perfect. Just yeah. no rust, perfect. I'm like that would get so much attention at a show up here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny they do with the CA Accord. It's like totally enchanted by it. Um, and Which it, is the way you should. Yeah, feel and that, that's an that's what that car does. Everyone, I've never had anybody drive a CA Accord and then get out and say. This is objectively the best front-wheel drive car I've ever driven. I've never driven one, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the time with that crappy-ass 93 Civic DX. Yeah, and a CA Accord is like that, but like a little bit bigger. With more torque. It's a, more torque, a little Much bit bigger, torque. and doesn't weigh anymore. Yeah, the F-Series engine, I actually No, like that, the... that's an A-Series, actually. Is it? Yeah. Is 80... it the three-valve, then? With the... Yep, 88 horsepower, 120 pound-feet. Gross. No, 120 pound-feet. Gross. Anyway, so the guy that had the CA was totally enchanted by it, and he actually previously had a 600 horsepower STI that he was driving, and he got the, uh, the CA Accord, and he was going to use that as just like a daily driver, like turd, mm-hmm. and he drove it. Got he in was fall. going to use it as a turd. Yeah, he got it in fall, and he was going to drive it through winter. And the first thing he did is he bought winter tires for his Subaru. I mean, that's good. Th- that's how much he loved the Accord. He, this guy put, like, you know, made a car that's very difficult to make 600 horsepower on, make 600 horsepower reliably, mm-hmm. and then he drove it through winter because he didn't want to ruin the Accord. Yeah. That's, that's how great that car is. Anyway, a few other highlights. A Ford EXP. Which is, is a coupe of a Ford Escort, possibly one of the worst cars ever made. <laughs> uh, a Dodge Murata, which is Gross. like a G-body, but looks a thousand times better. 
Of course, um, at least objective. three DeLoreans. Yeah, of course. How many of them had Back to the Future paraphernalia? Two. Mm, two. Half okay. of them. There's only 50% this year. Uh, and then it actually... two thirds. So. I was going to say, I'm like, there were three, two of them did. I don't think that's a half. A car I had never seen previously in my life. A Plymouth Fire Arrow. Never even heard of that. It was a hotted up Chevette rear-wheel drive manual with a plaid interior. It wasn't tartan? Yeah, it was tartan. <laughs> no. But, I think uh, that's a Volkswagen thing. Yeah, it's a Volkswagen thing. But it's... Uh, <laughs> No, they were, they were actually really cool because they used the Suzuki single cam as opposed to the GM trash engine. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that they had, like, in, you know, they have the high-feature V6. And, and like, the, like, the trash The Chevrolet engine. trash engine. Yes. <laughs> like, what's that? Like, that's where we put all the cobalts and stuff. Yeah, it's just, like, like 63 horsepower and a non-serviceable air cleaner. John mentioned the Ghostbusters thing. I, okay, so I want to talk about the cars that were there that were not 80s. Pre-80s. Uh, like, what... Okay, so the thing was, the car either had to be made, the first year of the car had to be in the 1980s, or it had to end its generation in the 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they kind of did a broad scope, but I think they did that when they first started out, just so cars would show up, you know, sort of deal. But I think, you know, for the most part, everything was within, like, actual firm 80s. I'm just wondering, with how, with Radwood growing, like, one day we're going to have a Radwood here. I wonder Seems what. Likely. I wonder what's going to happen to Back to the Eighties then. I, I really hope that like they that they can mesh together. I think it's. I don't know if if it grows, and it gets like critical mass before we get a Radwood. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. But yeah, if if it doesn't. Well, I guess it's kind of like you know you you still have Week Fest happening while you have other. Uh, like import shows at the same time. I hear Week so. Fest and I immediately think Wii Fest. No, yes. WEK, which is way better. The two totally different things. I know. One's wonderful, one's trash. Uh, Ryan, that's the point I was trying to <laughs> illustrate. Damn it. But uh, no, I, I highly recommend if you're in Minnesota, uh, back to the 80s is worth it. Like, Andrew Chase hates 80s cars and he loved it. So. If that's not a rating endorsement, I don't know what is. Yeah, like even if you hate 80s cars, <laughs> there's enough cool stuff there that you will be enthused but yeah back to the ghostbusters thing they had a ghostbusters miata which i thought was really interesting they also had actually had one well it's technically started in 1989 so okay that's that's what we drove we drove uh miguel's lifted miata drives surprisingly well it's just a lot slower accelerating (laughs) weird it's like moment of inertia is a thing yeah it, it is a lot slower to accelerate but no it drives just fine um it actually drives more comfortably than a normal miata uh but anyway, uh, yeah, it was back to the 80s. How I recommend it. It was awesome. Um, you that, last... that only took 30 minutes. We're doing so well. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have to cut some stuff out. <laughs> Tell me about Brooming Grounds. How was that? Happen. Uh, pretty good. So PG1 happened. Uh, I say PG1 because, of course, there are two per year. The next one's in, like, September, I think, or something I think like if that. I'm, if I'm in town, I'll go to that one. I, I enjoy that event. I mean, I don't ever intend on participating in any of the events. Yeah, I just want to go and spectate. But yeah, it was good. The only kind of gripe I have is I I go up alone, which is great, and I intend to just go look at things kind of alone. But I end up like running into more people that I know that I like need to talk to than I have time for. So it kind of like ruins the weekend in that sense. That sounds like me at every car show. And then of course I make new friends. So it's I don't know. It It, was it, it just it snowballs. Yeah, the drifting is still fun to watch. I mean, there's a couple really good people and a bunch of trash. 
Believe the it. Drag racing's reasonable. The burnout competition's awesome. The drinking's should... good. The huge pallet bonfire, you can't miss that. So, we, um, I don't know. I ran into a bunch of people. We good. should go to Final Bout sometime. I've That's heard a, of that. It's a big, like, national drift thing that happens in uh, Wisconsin. But, okay. like, the, m- every drift event I've been to. Shano? Yeah, Shano. Yeah. That's such a weird track for drifting. Yeah, but it's really Teeny. good. Yeah, it's a thing that's really good for that. But um, I don't know if I just want to go to a drift event. I mean, I enjoyed watching it, but I'm like, uh, I, that, well, that's the thing. That's, I, I want to try it out. But um, every other like drift thing I've ever been to, it's usually that. It's usually the vast majority of people suck with a few good people. Yeah, and I saw one of the the better, in my opinion, people is in like a stock looking black fox body, like notchback, not a notchback. Oh, yeah. It was a the desirable one, whatever that is. But he he sent it into the wall pretty good and classified. Um, Qualifying? Not classifieds. Perfect. <laughs> Sent it into the classifieds in qualifying. There you go. Um, but that was great. Um, one of the Saiku guys had a, a Nissan Laurel yeah. with a 1J VTI. That thing yeah. stopped running, and I spent like two hours drinking trying to troubleshoot that thing. Turned out to be a bad coil driver, so we couldn't fix it. But that thing was pretty cool. I mean, just a you know, bunch of great time hanging out with people. How do you manage to break a JZ? <clears throat> Uh, the wiring in that car looked like it was done blindfolded by a seven-year-old. So not a Toyota problem. No, I'm guessing it was a wire short somewhere else. That one J looked pretty solid. So that was all fine. Um, it's a great event. I actually I, ha- I saved the wristband from my Judd Kappa Memorial thing like last month. Yeah. It's the same color, and it's a genuine wristband, so it has the UV reflective crap on it. Oh, so I didn't even pay to go up there. I, I took the Tesla up, so I, I, <laughs> I had free supercharging, got in for free. <laughs> People kept feeding me beer for free. Ran into Brian May, and we just yeah. ghost rode around the... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was great, though. I, I'm going to go up for uh, Power Cruise. I know. So one of the things I heard uh, Butter say is he took his Civic up, and uh, he, was at, he actually took it out on the track. Like melted his brake pads because you actually need them. At it doesn't look that fast that track, but mm-hmm. it is. Um, and they he couldn't get his times for his lap times because they didn't time people. Mm-hmm. There's a really good app for that called Track Addict, mm-hmm. uh, where it has pretty much every track in the world. If it isn't there, you can Harry's lap timer has Brainerd too. Yeah. They, okay. Cool. So perfect. So yeah, any lap time like that, like Harry's or um, or Track Addict. Um, you can get that, put that in your car, and that will record your lap time from mm-hmm. a stop and start position. Yep. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, those events they do try to like not keep track so people don't go too apeshit, yeah. but people are gonna do it anyway. I think they know that like everybody that's on that track is like one or two in already. Yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of the main reasons. Like, yeah. I don't think I would do an event here. Like power cruise, oh, I'm gonna do roll racing and like, Brexit, but drag drag racing and <clears throat> drag racing is. One of my favorite things ever, forever, and always will be. And I just I love it there. Oh, it's too bad. Tyson broke an axle in his uh oh, no. his wagon. Yeah, it was oh. like his second launch. I was watching. I'm like, what oh, did you do on the first good. one? I don't know, thirteen something. That's really quick for a Subaru. Yeah, it's STI swapped. Well, I mean, it's all it's locked all fours at all times. So it's not like an Audi where it's two wheel drive and then kicks in the rear. He wasn't launching it in lock. Oh really? Yeah, that's odd. Well, no, I mean how he got it off the track was he had to put it in lock and drive it off front wheel. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, but, but no, they they're um, they're they always send some power to the rear wheels, so it's yep. Yeah, it's really hard to break traction on a Subaru. But yeah, no, it sounds like it was a really cool time as always. I mean, if you haven't been to Proving Grounds, like what are you doing? Like you need to go. Yeah, the pallet bonfire alone is worth it. So yeah, 
Lots of good people. Lots of mediocre driving stuff. Good burnouts. Lots of beer. It was fun. It, it's more of a party. Yeah, it, that's why I go. It's for the nightlife. Yeah. No, nobody actually goes there for the I racing. came much earlier in the day this year, and I didn't miss anything. Yeah, you're not missing it. it it's that's those things. It's really for for the people that are on the track. Yep. And then just go for Saturday night and make sure you're there for the burnout competition. Then you're good. No, fr- Friday night and Saturday night because there's some rowdy stuff that happens Friday night too. I guess. Yeah, if you can take the time, I guess that'd be fine. Yeah. Also, it you have to pay ninety dollars. I think if you do two nights, so it's a lot it's of money. Bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that. And then Waffle House cruise last weekend when I was gone, that was good too. So there you go. So uh, moving on, I want to talk about uh, some news. Sure. Um, before we move on to the actual subject, I want to just ask Chana something. How many car accidents have you been in in your life? Zero. You've never been in a car accident? Never. Never. I backed into my dad's truck in high school, but that was it. Okay. So you've One. never actually been. I've not that driven. That wasn't a driveway, so it been, doesn't count. I've not been driving, but I've been in five car accidents. One was a... Pontiac Grand Prix hitting a Mazda MPV. That was the first car accident I was ever in. Uh, that was followed by Andrew Chase um, understeering into a tree with 11 people in the car. Um, allegedly. He, allegedly. Allegedly. He did not actually do that, but uh, it, it may or may not have been. It may or may not have been Hyper, Andrew Chase un, understeering into a tree. Um, then there was, again with Andrew Chase, getting T-boned by a CRV. That was also with Blake. Yep, and that was with Blake in the car. Blake was freaked out. And then there Never was... Never left his house again. Yeah. Then there was my dad's uh, Kia... Or, sorry, the dad's Kia happened before Chase. But uh, my dad's Kia got ruined by a CRV. And then CRVs this CRX got ruined by a CRV. Yeah. But, like, you, all the accidents that have happened, like, in your family have been CRV-related, right? Uh, no, it, the problem is when I'm going to Normandale for my house is I get run off the road by CRVs all the yeah, time. It's always a CRV. It's not for any me, other car. It's Jeep Cherokees. And of course I always come back to the Dodge journey, the Dodge journey, <laughs> the worst drivers in yeah. the United States, bar none. Yeah. Well, you see a journey, CRVs just park your car. I, I think that the CRV, if the Dodge journey is the king of bad drivers, <laughs> The CRV is definitely the Duke of bad drivers. The Duke. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, the Archduke then? Yeah, uh, that that would be uh, CRV EX, I think. <laughs> Ferdinand. Uh, now uh, speaking of such, Tracy Mar- Morgan, hilarious comedian, great guy all around. Uh, he finally had enough money. He bought a brand new two million dollar Bugatti Veyron. Uh, it was not new. They don't make those. Well, anymore. You, you know, what I mean, it was still it was it new was, to him. He bought a brand used Veyron convertible deal but yeah it was all like one off and everything and immediately leaving the dealership got crashed into by a siri ah crv because that's what crvs do <laughs> they do <laughs> yep. yo dog yeah so that was uh and i think in making a murderer uh he murdered somebody in a crv yeah well, allegedly Remember, crvs are maniacs like the <laughs> maniac it's uh, like the Top Gear Poja episode. <clears throat> there have been three street Maniac. racing car accidents I've ever seen in my life. And I went street racing for like a decade nonstop. Allegedly. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll admit to it. Cause I, I, I'm a giant, giant proponent of street racing should be sanctioned by the government and actually like legally done. But anyway, um, two, of the th- the, two of the three accidents were CRV related. One guy was racing a CRV and spun out. 
<laughs> and then another guy got rear-ended by a CRV. And then the third one was a guy with a Dodge Viper. It was high. And he, of course, spun out. <laughs> Dodge Viper right after it rained. But his daily is probably a CRV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the Viper uh, like ate a wall. So <laughs> I'm sure his dad is thrilled with him because <laughs> it was his dad's car. Of course it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, CRVs uh, are terrible menace to society. Are... I mean, look no further than yes. like that image. Yeah, look at that. Very clearly portrayed. Like he, he obviously was going from the right lane. I want to just... know. I want to know what happens to the insurance company of the CRV and they go the insured. The insurer? I God. Oh my God. Imagine the phone call to the agent. You hit what? Oh no. Oh no. No 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 no. <laughs> Who was driving the car? No, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, uh, y- and you are doing what while driving? Oh no. Yeah, I'm really curious how that would turn out. I, we should do some research. Maybe. I always tell people to buy CRVs, like if they're looking at a crossover or whatever. Oh, not me. No. And I'm like... Because <laughs> I know they're just going to kill people. No. But like if they give Maniac. me a list of three cars and it's like Ford, Ford, CRV, I'm like, yeah, go for the CRV. That's a that's a good choice. If they give me a list of three CX-5. cars... CX-5. If they need a crossover, you buy a CX-5. I, I would say... Advice to yeah, people that... Yeah, if you're looking for a Ford Escape... <laughs> buy a CX-5. If you are looking for a Ford Escape or a CRV, buy a Forester. But yeah, I did ride in a CRV once and it was just scary. I get why people crash them because the all-wheel drive comes on after you've lost control. Like, not before, but like after your rear end is kicking out, it kicks in. And then also, you have no visibility. Mm-mm. Like Clearly. What was that one equipped with the camera, eyesight, whatever side views? No, because that passenger side mirror does not have elephantitis. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you can tell it from like a mile away. But like, it looks like his Bugatti will buff out. Just that CRV is darn effed up. Well, I'm just I'm not sure how much a fender is for Bugatti, or a side marker, or a bumper, or a wheel, or alignment. Or probably an axle, maybe an all-wheel drive, uh, a center differential, or a this front diff. This is like in New York, though, so they couldn't have been going that fast. Yeah, but it's a Volkswagen. They really like to brake. And I can guarantee you... And it's probably you, a carbon fiber body. I 100% guarantee you that's got electronic power steering. Mm. In that Bugatti. You think so? Totally. I think it has 11 radiators in it. I think one of them is not for hydraulic power steering cooling. No, I think it's got, a, I think it's got an electric power steering system uh, normally this is where i would go online and look up a power steering pump for but a you're car not gonna find that i bet i won't find that I'm but i'm try, fairly though. confident it's electric power steering and if it is, it is i it will be a rack and that rack for an audi is two thousand dollars yeah it would be a lot more for a veyron i'm guessing and put an rd behind it <laughs> well their oil changes are like twelve hundred dollars like insane. imagine the traffic this caused like, that's blocking two out of three lanes mm-hmm. on a one-way. Most of New York's a one-way, but yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying one lane open on a one-way is going to be... You can see how ass-mad Tracy Morgan is on the far right. Oh, there are some good pictures. I don't know if they're in this article, but, like, his attire... Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> that's exactly... <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. He does not look pleased. I wouldn't be pleased. Oh, there's another angle of it. Imagine him yelling at you. Like, I think I'd pee myself a little bit. 
Yeah, Tracy Morgan's like the funniest dude on earth, but he's also a gigantic black man. <laughs> well, like, and like whenever he does his yelling with a bits, super, it scares me. Yeah, he's got a super like, deep voice. Like, like he sounds really angry. I, I, I'm really I curious. I cannot yeah. find what kind of power steering this car has. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Then. All right, fine. <laughs> Dang it, this segue is too quick. So I want to talk about a non-news can, topic. Can we bring up the notes? And I'm going to leave it. Screen. Oh, man. I was going to leave it up so we could get that burned in and get it to a YouTube thumbnail. But, yeah. I want to talk about... I still uh, can't see the notes. Oh, you are just so needy. Needy, 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 needy. All right. So last week, all three of my brother's vehicles broke. This is why we, the Porsche this is needed why we, a clutch. This is why we couldn't record the podcast last week. Exactly, because I had to take that entire night we were supposed to record and work on nothing but those cars. <laughs> so the Porsche was already up in the air, already had yep. most of the stuff disconnected to pull the trans out to do a clutch, planning yep. on doing that anyway. A this emergency. now became a 911 emergency because the wife's daily driver, a 2004 BMW E6530 i6 speed, awesome car, had a rear left spring just sort of give up. What? It just sort of broke in half and slid all the way over the perch. So the thing pulled up here and it looked like Stance Works. I'm surprised it made it. I can't believe they drove it. Yeah. I wouldn't cuz that's like a really sharp Did they object bring pointed Stella at your tire. With... No, I told okay, them to good. not do that. So good, Stella good, came good. in the Element. Okay, good. good. What happened Stella to Element? Uh, the Element's water pump gave out. <laughs> And it was their only vehicle, so they were yes. using it to, like, do this whole kerfuffle <laughs> thing. As, like, it, this water pump had been making, like, bad bearing noise yeah. for a week. And I didn't know for sure if it was an idler or a water pump. So I was at his house dropping off some stuff, and he just pulled so in from, from work. From... Popped the hood. Sure enough, you can see the water pump just going... On the bottom of the engine, I'm like, this is not good. So two working people and a baby went from three cars to zero to cars. Point in five. a night, and then one night. basically in a night. Oh my! Goodness. So I found used strut upright at the shop I used to run. I yeah. grabbed that on the way down to work on the Porsche. I knocked out the entire clutch on that car in four hours, and then they drove the BMW down here. I did that in an hour, and then I kept the element here. Oh my! While I God. waited for parts. That's so I got insane. them back up to two cars. But anyway, that is a long segue to get back to something I was thinking about as I was taking the Porsche for its first test drive. Clutch break-in. Yeah. Yes. This is something that goes back on forums like as long as oil oh, and things yeah. like that. Like, do you do it? Yeah, if of you course. do, what's the best way to do it? Like, do you resurface your flywheel? What's the best way to whatever, this and that? So I want to ask you, just unprovoked, what would I how do, do you... Say you just got a brand new clutch in your car. What do I tell customers? What, what, do, you, what do you do? I tell, I tell customers, and I personally actually do resurface my flywheel because I don't want to. My thing is, resurfacing the flywheel costs $60 for the most for expensive For a single shop. mass. Yeah, that's true, uh, which every car should have. But it should, but almost none do. Every car I've ever owned has had a single mass, but I also buy poverty cars. But anyway, uh, most shops will do a single mass flywheel. And besides, if you're doing a clutch, you're doing single mass conversion. So, because otherwise, they don't work well for BMWs. Well, anyway, so if you have a single mass, just talking about the clutch. Yeah, if if you're if you have a single mass flywheel, you resurface it every time. It's sixty dollars. It's a lot cheaper than breaking the clutch and finding out your your flywheel has a hot spot on it, and now you're screwed, and I got to take everything back apart. I just do it. Hot spots have to be bad for it to throw anything off. Like That's that. what I mean, though. It's like I just I'm safe. It's too much of a pain in the ass for me to want to go back and do if it. If the again. hot spots are any bigger than the size of a quarter, 
immediate replacement. I will cheap out on a brake rotor, but never a flywheel. Because there's a wheel and like six bolts in the way of a brake rotor. I either reuse an OE flywheel or I get another used OE flywheel. Exactly what I mean. Yeah, I, But I never put in a new flywheel, ever. And, and I can't resurface a dual mass, so. That's true. But uh, with clutch break-in, what I do, I go light. I'm not climb. I drive... I drive pretty light, about 1,500 miles. Or, Jeez. Uh, yeah. I, I do first tank of gas. I go just drive totally normally. Second tank of gas, I drive a little bit more like how I normally do. Third tank of gas, I usually have some hot spots left over, so I, I leave stoplights in second gear, and then after that, I'm good. I just tell people first 50 miles start in second gear. Yep. Keep the engine at 1,500 RPM as they're engaging, then just run it. That's fair. I'm also really careful because I don't want to have to do it again. Absolutely. It's, it's never my car, so I don't care. Yeah, it's 100% not my least. <laughs> it's my least favorite thing. I never want to do it. And I've got a warranty at work. I really don't want to gum up my shop because somebody decided to roach their flywheel on my, on like my advice. So, yeah, that's why. I, that, that's my advice. Jan, you don't really have much experience with that. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's just to set in the the friction material. So, I mean, yeah, basically just slip is good in the first some number of miles with a clutch. You should break them in. And if you start going to ceramic and segmented Kevlar and stuff like that, break in matters a huge, a huge amount. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, It's just a weird topic that, like... It it's almost like engine break-in. I mean, yeah. like, some people are just like, yeah, I, I really, I baby it. I, I do what the manual says. I, you know, I drive it between two and 4,000 RPM at low load and vary the speed all the time. And some people are like, I'm just going to redline this thing as soon as the oil's hot and change so the oil. Let's do my two things I've done here. Josh Ceiling has always done the latter. Just drive it like a maniac because cars are breaking the way it's supposed to. Yep. But, again, kind of like breaking a clutch. Not everything is seated, so you're going to have way more pressure on one tiny little piece of one part. And he has had several engines fail. I always have customers at work, and on my personal engines, first tank of gas, you drive it in the city only, and that's your break-in period. Then after 500 miles, you change the oil. Mm-hmm. And then you do your next, up until like 5,000 miles, you just change your oil every 1,500 miles. And then you, then it's normal. That's how I do my braking procedures. Yeah, I mean, oil analysis is... Like, I wouldn't even bother doing it on a freshly broken-in engine because it's just going to be full of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, lots of bearing and ring material, lots of silicon, lots of lube. Also, oil. Yeah. Uh, Braking oh, oil matters. Uh, high zinc content. Yep. ZDDP. Yep. Thick yep. stuff. Thick. The thickest you can get without blowing gaskets out. How many Cs? Uh, just two Cs and okay. one fire emoji. Okay. Uh, you have a two at the beginning of your oil viscosity, if at all possible. And honestly, if you can just get like a straight SAE 40 or 50, it seems that. Yep, exactly. <laughs> if you live in like a 120 degree area, just put 75, 90 in it for a couple <laughs> of miles. Just put gear oil in it, yeah. <laughs> don't actually do that. Please don't do that. You'll no, probably uh, break your chain. Valvoline makes really great uh, motorcycle oil. It's a SAE 60. And that's wonderful for breaking in engines. I use a regular non-synthetic Rotella 2050. Yep, the Rotella's great. Actually, I just had a customer with a Subaru that was like um, put together by a blind person, mm. and everything was over-torqued and just destroyed everything inside the engine, and they didn't want to rebuild it, and they're going to sell it. I hate working on cars. 
that have been worked on before. Oh, this one's awful. But um, unless it's from somebody that like I hate to say this because it makes me sound like the pompous douchebag I am, but the cars that come back to me for more work that I've worked on before, I'm just like, all the bolts just crack loose like they should. Yeah, like, no, it's true. Like you pretty much just snug any bolt down in a car and it's fine. The only exceptions are like ball joints, brakes, like the things that could fall off and kill you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll rattle works. gun those on, but yeah, just like transmission bolts to the motor. Well, we have a tight. we have a Subaru at work that like somebody like took the impact wrench onto all the cam bridges and wait till the impact went click. No, oh god, no. Oh yeah, the head looks exactly like you'd imagine. <laughs> so I told him, I'm, he's like, "What kind of wheel?" Or he's like, "Yeah, I just use a five thirty, right?" I'm like, "No, no, from you are using." Your oil specifications from now on are going to be for a 1986 Subaru GL. It's going to be 2050 until the end of time. Yep. And that's what you Oh, use. it's going to make less power and get worse fuel economy. I'm like, so what? No, he doesn't really care about that. He's just like, will it break? I'm like, probably. But this is what you're going to do. You're going to put the 2050 in it. You're going to go shop at dealerships until you find the right car, and you're going to trade it in. Yep. That's what you're going to do. Yep. You got burnt. Oops. Oh, well. We we tried. Not as bad as the S4 guy. I feel I feel bad because this guy like he did a pre-purchase on it and everything, but it's like wow. I can't account for the fact. That's always shitty when somebody does their due diligence and they still get. He fucked did over. everything he should. Ah. And like when whenever I do a pre-purchase, like my guys go deep into the car. Like we drain out a little bit of Balls oil. Deep. No, we we drain out a little bit of oil. We put we do we put a flashlight you know behind it and see if anything sparkles. We we do everything. We test the uh, the coolant. And everything, test the brake fluid. We do everything we can, and this guy still got burnt because there's no way we could have told. Like, it's just, it sucks. But yeah, um, that's your clutch breaking period. Now, <laughs> um, I want to talk about video games for a second. Whoopee. Uh, Forza Horizon 4. Forza. Forza Horizon 4 uh, has a new expansion pack. And it Ooh, is Ryan. It, you've been talking my ear off about it. This. Does it, it? It had Fortune Island, which was fine. It was whatever. But now they got a new one, which is um, Lego Speed Legends. I don't care. I'm pretty mad about it. Um, and I, apparently, I everybody else it. says, "Can you please bring up my notes?" Because I actually have a I have a specific number I want to quote. As Just trying to get Tracy Ryan Morgan on the thumbnail. Out. Well, it it might not work. Um, What's wrong with the laptop? Because. Yeah, this I think that barely ever it takes it takes an entire podcast episode to boot this thing up. It um, would have been worth it. But it is the vast majority of fans, this is within an hour of them announcing it at E3, and it's mm-hmm. since come out. Um it had one point three thousand angry reacts on Facebook <laughs> versus five hundred and sixty seven love reacts. And to be fair, there's like 2,400 likes, but everybody knows that the likes don't mean anything because people can it's like. It's just people like, I saw this. I, yeah. th- that's acknowledging <laughs> I've seen it. Um, yeah, and, you know, that's the thing is I'm still waiting to play it because there's some stuff I want to do in-game before I get to that. Uh, but it really bothers me because now I have to look at these stupid Lego cars. A game that is trying to be a reputable driving sim. Well, this is Forza Brings Horizon, out... which is supposed to be the fun version. Well, I know. It's like the but open still... world, whatever. But, dude, like, putting they... Lego cars in this? It, yeah. Well, they Now put... you're going to get eight-year-olds in the chat teabagging people. Yeah, exactly. It's awful. Well, the thing is, they previously did Hot Wheels last time, which was, oh, it was man. all right, because at least the Hot Wheels are based off real cars. I guess. So they put in, like, three Hot Wheels. That was it. The three Hot Wheels were, like, they were actually Hot Wheels that can easily be made in real life. 
Okay. So that's fine. However, these Lego cars <laughs> are just, they're obviously Legos. They look like shit. And then, like we did the best we could with Lego. Well, the, and so, which isn't very good. This is the thing: is like the, it's really off-brand for mm-hmm. the game. It's obviously them just like Lego gave selling them, out. Lego obviously gave them a shitload of money to do this. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is the Lego map actually looks beautiful. Like it's a really well-done map, and um, like they went through and like recreated almost a map. I think about like 66% as big as the actual main in-game map for this with Legos. And yeah, they did like this whole thing where you can like build your own house and everything. And it's like, yeah, like it's, it's actually as a standalone game would be great. However, this amazing option for a standalone Lego game is now worsening a great driving. game. Don't worry. We still have BeamNG and whatever the other one is, but automation. uh, Yeah. Automation. But, um, that's the thing is like so I was like playing last night I was I was racing a Porsche 356 Speedster which I put a 911 engine into and actually made it handle good but whatever um <laughs> but I actually put effort into this and I'm I think 356 is handled pretty well yeah but I mean well actually with the giant engine in the back and everything but you know I I actually like put effort into this car and everything like everybody else has these cool cars and like one guy showed up in a mini a Lego Mini Cooper and I had to look at it and it ruined the game for me. <laughs> Absolutely ruined Mini it. Mini Coopers ruin most everything for me. Well, so there's this other item here where it takes place in Scotland. The, wait, what? The, the game itself takes place in Scotland. How does that even... How do you... Uh, not, explain not, to me what that even means in a video game. Like, it's, a open, it's an open world map. Well, I understand. Yeah, and it's Scotland. Like, it's Can just, you at least go a little further up and get the Isle of Man? So that's the thing. That'd be pretty cool. It would be, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. be a really kick-ass expansion, it wouldn't would. it? Yeah. And it's Isle not. Man. Now it's Lego. Oh, man. You could open a world the shit out of that, too. It's all farm yeah. fields. Yeah. Isle Man would be perfect. There's so many great pieces oh, of British man. racing that could have happened there. So much British racing green grass. Yeah. Like, you could have had Isle of Man. You could have expanded to like, the north side of like, Scotland, north of Edinburgh. Yes, yeah, a side British racing green grass. Uh you can do um, Goodwood Festival of Speed. You could have done that. Well, Gran, uh, Gran Turismo is that one. Yeah, but I mean, like, you could have like actually like made, like made it so you could drive your own car into it and like hang out in the pits and everything. Sure. Um, and I even thought you know, also be like a really cool option is if you had like a time travel thing where you went back to like the golden age of British cars. It's just like totally plausible because I just did fucking Lego, so it's like whatever. But like. It's British. Like, the 60s would have been the best thing ever to be able to go back to. And it's already got a ton of British, like, roadsters and stuff. So, like, the, the, the Aston Martin DB4, that, uh, the Austin Healey, um, all of the good ones, the TR3As, the MGTDs. Like, they have so many great classic British cars. Like, they really could have, like, pushed it home with the whole British thing. And then they just they ruined it. They, they totally fucked up the whole series. So, hmm. I, uh, it, it's just, I don't know. It, I'm a lot more angry. I've calmed down quite a bit. <laughs> you still he seem was, pretty ass mad. I am he was really physically mad. like I was, yelling about it. I was, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I think I timed like 45 minutes. Oh my I was, goodness. I was super was pissed. And it's, angry. it's just one of those things where like, the more I thought about it, I got even angrier because I'm like, I actually want this to be a standalone game. 
I want this not at all. Now I just want the Isle of Man in there. That's like, all. I, I'm like super pissed I don't get Isle of Man now. I don't get... Maybe... I don't get like any of the shit that I Maybe somebody will listen. Well, probably apparently not. they're not. Um, because the people are already pissed about, about Hot Wheels, but like not enough to make a difference apparently. It, it just feels like they're going the way of Need for Speed. And they're just... Yep. Give it five years and Forza well, will be dead. Horizon is Forza very much dead. a Need for Speed, and that's that's title. what I liked about Horizon because mm-hmm. I actually liked Need for Speed Underground too. Like that was one of my favorite games ever. Me too, because it played pretty well on a Pentium Two Three Hundred, and it was actually a fun game to play. You could modify your cars and everything it was good. Um, but immediately after that, it just went downhill, and it feels like that's what they're doing. I've been looking for a good open world, semi realistic racing game. And now I'm not going to be able to get that anymore. Not so. yet. Well, at least not in the time being. Yeah. So I'm really pissed. Asado Corsa, please make a open world <laughs> version of your game. I will 100%. I love man. Please. Yeah. I will 100% go to Asado Corsa. If they, because they they have the A86, they have the Supra. Like, I've got no reason to play Forza now. Forza now. Thank you. Anyway. I've that, got... was, that was enough screaming. Well, it was, but eh, it's not too bad. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, and I agree. So There we go. It is what it is. Uh, I've got just one more piece of factual news here before we terminate this episode, and it involves a Bentley. Not an old one, but a new one. So Bentley has now managed to make a small Manhattan apartment building achieve more than 200 miles per hour. That's insane. So the new Flying Spur... All redesigned and Actually, whatnot. Actually, it, its name now means something. Hey, Corey, you got back from the wolves. They weren't hungry today. Uh-huh. Mm. They let him go. So, yeah, it's, it's got four doors, and it's 207 miles an hour worth of get that over is cool. poor person. You and everybody says that that car... Is a whole apartment building, and I feel like most people haven't actually seen one. They are cavernous and just vast. I... You we, need you need an estate to have one. Of we those. tried to we tried to pass one on Rodeo Drive last time we were in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it took a lot because it was like that guy was going like five miles an hour faster than me, and I had to accelerate five more miles per hour, and then accelerate faster than that to get past the car. Like the fifty feet of car. Yeah, to get past the car <laughs> before I get to A an intersection, B a turn, or the car in front of me, or the pedestrian three blocks away. And if that person decides they don't want to be passed, they can achieve that. Yeah, because it's extremely powerful. That's a wonderful car for all of Dubai. That is a wonderful car for really not taking any more shit from poor people. I love that. I absolutely love that car because that car. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of just the total ridiculousness that you had right before the Great Depression. Yeah. As a this modern is, day This Duesenberg. is John Philip Sousa's daily driver. That is a modern day Duesenberg. Oh I no, the bell's stuck down. One second, let me do it again. A I'm going to call this the Bentley Fauché. That's a Bentley that yes. deserves a Bentley name. If you yep. park that illegally, how many tickets do you get? Well, Three. there's room for a lot of no, them. No, you get an eviction because it's a building. <laughs> Well, the, <laughs> the owner of the Bentley probably buys off the police department and fires the meter maid. Uh, my, how many liters is it? I, I think it's still 6.75. Let, let us check. So why don't they call Ooh, it a, six, a Bentley 6 and 3 quarters? 6 liter? Oh. oh. That needs to be an 8 liter. Yeah. Why did yeah? Just what? That should have been an 8 liter. Just you like need... do cylinder deactivation if you need the thingy. Yeah, like that should totally be a, a new Bentley 8 liter. 
they should actually put an eight liter into the Continental and call it the Bentley eight, eight liter. It can't be that hard to bore and stroke that W twelve to eight liters, right? Yeah, you can easily do that and just like stroke it so it's like not even like or usable anymore. Bolt together two four T's and just somehow fit it in there. Yeah, that'd be Ta-da. fine. Like there's that needs to be an eight liter engine. It needs I, to be a Bentley eight liter. I'm I'm slightly less excited about now now knowing that falls within my breath of not giving a shit. Well, yeah, I'm really disappointed this isn't a six and three quarter liter engine, and yeah. that it probably has multiple camshafts. That was one of my favorite things about that old engine is that the they, they updated it where it mattered. Yeah, and like they'd... they made the block aluminum, and they made put nice big valves in it. I think there were four valves per cylinder at the end, but it was still overhead valve push rod. Perfect. All the way through the end. I love that. Like That's the, wonderful. The Brooklyn's and the yeah. whatever from 10 years ago. I actually ago. really like the Brooklyn's. The Brooklyn's is a very handsome vehicle. But yeah, this car, just it, uh, it just means that poor people, are they need to move. So there you go. That's uh, there you go. interesting. I'm happy. To, it should happy be six and three quarters liters, but we like it. Uh, and it's much better than that damn piece of crap Biden Taiga. Yes, the Bentayga is stupid. If you buy it, you're stupid too. Also, better than a Cunnilingus. But... Do you know who else is stupid? Uh, anybody Lamborghini? Anybody that buys a V6 Maserati Ghibli because oh. they're just buying a tarted up Jeep. What's their... Um, no, not the Ghibli. Uh, the uh, No, their SUV thing. Stelvio. Levante. Maserati Levante. Oh, yeah, Maserati Levante. The Alpha yeah. Stelvio is actually a pretty handsome vehicle. But anyway, uh, let's move on to things we learned. Oh, shoot. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll start, actually. I have one that I don't have to think about. Okay. Uh, I learned this today. Most cheap R134A from China uh-huh. is just propane. Really? Yeah. And it also has, huh. it also has uh, slag in it, too. Nice. So a lot of shops that buy them for, like, super cheap um, off, like, Alibaba, they're getting propane with slag in it. And there's actually been a couple of shops where, like, they've dropped the container and, like, blew a hole in the wall. Oh, that's pretty fancy. Yeah, and since there's nobody to account for it, they, it's like... You're just going to have to yell at some Chinese seller on Alibaba who just changed And they're just going, name. yeah, I was going to say, they're just going to change their store name. Yeah, and it'll be it. Like, Done. no big deal. Whatever, I already made $10 billion like, off your dumb Americans. Well, it, yeah, it, it's like, sorry, your $1 per pound R134A isn't legit. That's weird. Yeah, I, I buy my my refrigerant from, like, refrigerant people. Yeah. Because I need it to work. I, well, the <laughs> propane works better, and that's the thing. That's it's so like, weird. It propane's actually way better, and the only reason I stopped using it is Flammable? if you got into a car accident, you would explode. Oh, okay, that's fair. Kind oh of God. a problem. So actually, are putting propane in other people's cars and like yeah, on accident, not knowing because well, yeah, but, but like back in the shops here, yeah. back in like the back in the forties and fifties when when it was actually first being used in cars, well, what would happen is you get into a car accident, it would create the propane leak, and you wouldn't know it because it wasn't scented. Hmm. Oh, because there's no more captain in that. Yeah, it was just straight propane. And then they'd have to, like, huh. they'd have to use a pry bar huh. to open the door and create a spark and the whole thing would explode. Oh. Man, stoichiometry is fun, isn't it? I know, right? Yeah. So, Jana, <laughs> what do you know? What did I learn this week? I didn't learn what did, what did you anything know? this week. Other you didn't than, learn anything? Well, I guess I learned today that post offices give me anxiety. So There you go. And Tell I, the story. Oh, okay. That's oh, cool. well, so I was sending out a You wanted package. to get more anxiety, man? No, oh. I was just sending out a package, and, like, I thought I wrote the address wrong, so I went in, like, twice to double-check. So I the, feel like people are judging me. The post office people were, like, definitely judging me. They were like, oh, welcome back. Oh, welcome back. And I was like, I'm s- sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. 
Yeah, Jan just got super Minnesotan and lost her mind. Yeah. <laughs> fun time. And then had a freak out, and she like, texted me frantically at like 4 o'clock when I'm not able to help anybody. Oh, that's the Isn't worst. That's why I turned off the it? notifications at my house during the day. Like, I don't want to know if I can't go home and fix this. I just, yeah. I don't want to know. No, yeah. it was at like 2. So. Oh, I, I saw it at 4. Anyway, Burger, what did you learn? I learned that the E90 era BMW, they don't put eyelets on the engines for lifting them. They put a threaded hole in the cylinder head where you can put the tow hook in it and use oh, that. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. That's actually really clever. I so like that a lot. Right now, the engine is suspended in Mr. Wags with nothing but the tow hook. Nice. Huh. The more you know. All right. Cool. There you go. Well, anyway, we'll see you on uh, the day that the next episode yeah, drops. Or if you're on Twitch in about five minutes. In under a week. Yeah, if you're following us on Twitch, uh, just keep right on staying here. It'll just lead into the next one. There we go. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And, Catch uh, you guys sus- soon. Subscribe on Patreon. Bye. Become a patron, I think is what he meant. Yeah, whatever. That. <laughs> Give us money, please. We're going broke. Oh, that was the wrong thingy. That's the one. Do I, I not entertain you? Are you not entertained? Anyway, thanks for listening. We will catch you guys within a week. Bye. Bye. Bye.